Hey, hey, it's that time again. Oh, it's time for another journey to Shady Side and find out who the queers are. So now I know what you're probably thinking. Hey, Dusty, I thought you were going to do a review of the first Fair Street film, 1994. And you know what, dear listeners? I was going to, but I thought to myself, self, I don't think I'm going to do an episode for each movie because I thought, you know, one, it's going to be impossible to talk about it without spoiling things. Two, not everybody can watch them all at once or, you know, right away. And three, I really want to see where the this trilogy goes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do an episode at the end of the month and I'm going to talk and kiki a little bit about all three of the movies because... I did watch, girl, you know I stayed up until two o'clock because Netflix releases their their movies and shows at midnight Pacific time in case you ever want to know. I looked it up. So that's two o'clock my time here in Central Time. So I took a little nap that day last week and I stayed up till two o'clock to watch it. And then I went to bed about 3.45 when it was over. And let me tell you, I was tired the next day. Now, I'm not going to tell you much about it. I'm not going to spoil it. I enjoyed it, but I don't want to talk too much about it. So stop asking me, stop hounding me. I know, but it was very good and I hope you watch it. And I cannot wait for 1978 this Friday and then 1666 next week. And then probably a week after that, I'll do an episode on the entire trilogy. So, but let's get to today's book. Now, Today, we're talking about book number 21 in the original series, The Dare. This book came out February 1st, 1994, and is 160 pages. And eh, it's a little long, if we have to say. I know that's not many, but uh, it's, it's a little long. It's, it's, it's a little, it's one of the longer in the series. They tend to run like 140 to 160, 170. And this one could have been trimmed a little bit, I feel. This one should have fallen in the 140 range, but you know, that's just me. So the cover... Bill Schmidt did it, did a great job. It's not my favorite cover because it really does not fit with the theme of the book. It it goes with a moment in the book, but it's not the theme. First of all, we've got this couple. We've got a guy and a girl. They're looking right at you. They're in a car and they're both gasping like, <gasps> you know, he's got his arm around her. She's got a letter jacket on. Now, I know this is 1994, but her hair says, honey, it is 1987. And um, they they just look very shocked. There's some lights behind them. His hair is very much 1994, though. But man, she is stuck at least a good seven years prior to this book. And the tagline says, some girls will do anything for a guy, even kill. Mm, time for a drink. So it's not one of my favorite covers because it doesn't really go with the book. But uh, when we get to the part about it, um, I'll tell you which part I think the cover goes with, but mm, it's just not one of my favorites. It's great, Bill. It's just not one of my favorites. So the back says, Joanna Wise has always longed to be part of Dennis Arthur's rich, popular crowd, and she can't believe it when he finally asked her out. Now she'll do anything to continue to hang out with his cool friends and keep Dennis as her boyfriend. So when Dennis dares her to kill their teacher, Mr. Northwood, she doesn't say no. She can't. Besides, it was only a joke, right? But now the joke has gone too far, and the whole school is taking bets on Joanna. This dare is serious dead serious. Will she do it? Will she really kill for love? Now, once again, y'all, 
I was not a fan of my high school years for many a reason that we can get into later over another couple of bottles of wine, but nothing this interesting ever happened in my, I mean, daring people to kill teachers. I know it's shady side, but damn people, maybe we need to focus on getting into college. So what happens is we meet Joanna. This book has a prologue. I love a book with a prologue because we always get around back to that. You know, it, it prologue is always in these books somewhere around the end of the book and we'll circle back around to it we find joanna now her name is spelled j-o-h-a-n-n-a so i'm thinking to myself is it johanna johanna joanna i'm not really sure i'm gonna say joanna or we'll maybe just call her joe which makes me think of the facts of life i love joe which by the way joe is totally a lesbian in that show which is totally fine with me but i'm just saying totally Anywho, so she's sitting there standing in the backyard with a pistol and she's like, am I really a murderer? Can I really kill my teacher? And so then we go to chapter one and it started all a few weeks ago. She's talking to her best friend, Margaret Rivers. Um, they're hanging out because um, they're out late getting some food to eat because her mom um, has been working late hours because of her parents divorced. And it's talking about how uh, Margaret and uh, Johanna, Johanna, Jojo, uh, are opposites. You know, Joanna's short and skinny, Margaret's tall, and it doesn't say fat, I believe it uses the word chunky. <laughs> you know, and so just they're, they're opposites, but they get along because of that. And, you know, it says that Joanna says she gets depressed a lot. She's having a hard time. Her parents got divorced, you know, which I will say, in addition to the trials and tribulations of high school, like murderers and ghosts and things, um, the series does do a lot of like, you know, divorce parents and, you know, classism and money. So it, it does deal a lot with that. That's very topical now, but even for then. So I really like that. So they're kind of, they're, they're poor kids. They're kind of outcasts in the school, you know, but they're friends. They have each other. So they're at the gas station, whatever. And she sees the rich kids, Dennis, his girlfriend, Caitlin, Melody, Lanny, and Zach are all back by the Slurpee machine and kids, if you don't know what a Slurpee is, you need to go to the 7-Eleven if they still have them, because that's where they're at in the store. I'm not really sure if they still have 7-Elevens. I'm not sure. But if, if I mean, Slurpees, uh, Slurpees. Anywho, so they're back in the Slurpee area, daring each other. They have a Slurpee fight. The clerk tries to get them out of there, threatens to call the police, and Dennis pulls a gun. Ugh. That was where the cliffhanger for chapter one turns out it's just a water gun, and they leave. And as they leave, though, Dennis is staring Joanna down. Then it cuts to the next day at school. We've got Mr. North with the history teacher. He's described as a beardless Abe Lincoln slash Clint Eastwood. Now, <laughs> I don't, I think it means like the more gangly, awkward look, but a lot of people think Clint Eastwood. Now this is back, I mean, long time ago. Now Clint Eastwood is like 672 years old um, and still making movies. But, you know, anywho, he's, he's weird. He dresses weird and he tape records all of his lessons, everything. So after class, but everybody hates him because he's just that weird teacher. He's very strict. After class, Joanna overhears Dennis and Northwood arguing. Apparently Dennis has um, poor white kid, poor rich white kid problems. And he's going to the Bahamas for his yearly Bahamian vacation with his family. And Mr. Northwood will not let him take this midterm early or make it up when he gets back. So they're fighting about that. And then she hears what she believes to be Dennis smacking Mr. Northwood. But as it comes to find out, he just slams a book on the floor. Dennis runs out of the room saying, I could kill that guy. And he's complaining to Johanna and she's all like, uh, yeah. And they start to joke and then they're talking, you know, he's lockers by her and she's, you know, kind of joking with him and still kind of shocked about what she's hearing. But it's like this 
guy that she likes, this rich guy, you know? So she talked to him and then she sees Mr. Northwood in the door. Did he hear them? Oh, oh, luckily he didn't. So he leaves and they sit there and they start talking and we find out that Joanna lives on Fear Street right next door to Mr. Northwood. What a convenient thing. And she says, he's the scariest thing on Fear Street. <laughs> you know, she's trying to get her dorky flirt on and she thinks Dennis is flirting with her. And so, oh, she's just loved. They're walking out and he gets in his, in Caitlin's little red Miata, which if you don't know what a Miata is, kids back in the nineties, that was great. Um, and so, but uh, Joanna's not going to stand for that. So she pulls Caitlin out of the car, gets in and drives off. What? What the fuck? Turns out, just kidding. That was just a morbid fantasy that she was having. She didn't really. She just watches them leave. But she talks about how, why does she always have these gruesome, morbid fantasies? Oh my goodness. Are we foreshadowing? Tune in and find out. Let's see. So, uh, oh, where I lost my trick. Oh, so, so it's about a week later. Dennis is gone, you know. Northwood's arguing with the rich kids. And then later on that night, uh, Margaret and Joanna are talking about how he always seems to pick on them. You know, they're on the phone and she's like, well, can you blame him? They're kind of rude. Now, basically, they're just a bunch of all dickheads, you know. But then all of a sudden, Joanna hears a crash downstairs. She thinks somebody's breaking in. So she looks out of the window. It's snowing. And she sees Caitlin, Zach, Melody, and Lanny in Mr. Northwood's driveway. So she goes out there because she has to find out what they're doing. You know, she wants to be in the thick of it with them. Well, they put sand in his gas tank and they start to carve Dennis's name in his car with a blade. And I'm thinking, why? I don't understand the point of this because that's really stupid to put a name there. Granted, De Dennis is in Bahamas. So obviously, he didn't do it. But still, like, it's going to be whatever. But, you know, teenage kids are stupid, I guess. She's just like, what are y'all doing? And then, you know, they're talking to her and, and, um, and as they're kind of talking, Mr. Northwood comes out and all the kids, of course, run out and leave her standing there. She's like, well, what the fuck didn't I run, you know? And um, and Mr. Northwood's like, what are you doing? And she's um, she said, well, I heard noises. I came to see. He's like, oh, I saw who it is and I'm calling the police now. And so she freaks out, goes back to her house, sure that she's going to be in, uh, implicated with this. But the police never show up. OK. Um, turns out uh, she goes the next day in the class and the four kids are not there. And then she asks. Mr. North, Mr. Norwood asked her to stay back afterward, and he ends up telling her that he did call the police, but they didn't take it seriously. It was just a plank, a plank. Sorry, no, it wasn't plank. I, I, I don't think I can plank. It's one of those things that seems like it would be really easy until you try to do it, and then it uses muscles you didn't know you had, and you can't do it. But um, so anyway, the police said it was a prank, and so he called this principal and had them suspended. Okay, so then, um, but he's like, I believe that you weren't involved, but I'm going to keep an eye on you. You know, you shouldn't be hanging around with these bad kids. So then Dennis calls later that night. He's like, are you ready to kill Mr. Northwood? But he's just joking. So they kind of chat about the Bahamas and his trip. And so he's like, hey, um, there's going to be a party at Melody's house. Would you like to come? And she's like, well, what about Caitlin? I thought you were going. He was like, oh, well, you know, we see other people sometimes. I guess they have an open relationship. How scandalous back in the 90s. <gasps> Way to be ahead of the game, shady side teens. So, um, yeah, snaps for that. But um, <laughs> um, so they, she's like, sure, she's she's gagged that she's been asking to go. So she goes in there and um, she says, did you hear about what happened? And he's like, yeah, they're all going to be back. The parents called and 
and uh, the principal sided with them and not, not Mr. Northwood. So they'll all be back tomorrow. Well, back at school the next day, he's right. He brings her this giant conch shell that's beautiful from the bah Bahamas, Bahamas. And Caitlin sees it, walks over, gets really jealous. And so she smashes it in Caitlin's face. But again, that was just one of her sick fantasies. She didn't really do that. So she and Mark, Margaret are at lunch and they're taught, she's talking about Friday. And basically Margaret's like, you need to be careful. These aren't really kind of our people. Just, you know, I can't believe he's real. That's really cool that he asked you out, but just be careful. You know, she's leery about it, right? So she says, mm, I don't know, you know? And then uh, Joanna's like, no, it's really cool. He's, he really loves me, you know? So then Friday comes and he actually does come up. He picks her up. They go to Melody's house. It's big and fancy. They're all rich, you know, but he's pretty much ignoring her, you know? Um, she's just sitting there kind of a wallflower, you know, just, you know, the dorky one at the rich kids party. And so most of the kids leave. It's about 11 o'clock later that night. And she's sitting next to Dennis and their legs are touching. And he says, Hey, uh, Joanna and I are going to kill uh, Mr. Northwood. And she's like, Oh my God, what? And then, Oh, it's a joke. Everybody starts to laugh about ways they could do it and why they hate him and they're complaining about him. And then, you know, so she joins in on it and there's just, they're just having all this fun plotting their teachers pretend death or so she thinks. So he drives her home and then he gives her a kiss and oh, oh, it's just so she's loving it. She's having a great time, you know, and then she sees Mr. Northwood standing in his yard or his driveway watching them. And this is where I believe we get the cover image from. Remember I told you we were gonna come back to that, which, okay, I get it, but it's just not, I don't know, it doesn't do it for me. The way this whole, I don't know, I don't really know what the cover image could have been if you're listening, Bill Schmidt. I don't know, you know better than I, but just wasn't my favorite. So he's in his, his yard just watching. So she's like, what a creep, you know, she gets mad. So she goes upstairs, she's angry. She finds the pistol that her dad left. She goes to the window and points the trigger at Mr. Northwood. And her mom comes in and is like, what the hell are you doing? And she's like, oh, I thought I saw a burglar, you know? And it was just, you know, one of her fantasies she's having. So she's having these creepy fantasies about killing people. And so her mom's like, well, if it's a burglar, we need to call the police. And she's like, no, I think it was something else. She's like, well, just close the window and go to bed. It's cold outside. So it's like, I, come on, lady, gun safe. Come on. I know it's the 90s, but come on. Anyway, so the next day she sees Melly at school. She says, Caitlin knows about you and Dennis, and she is really pissed. Okay. She's like, she's not too happy. I'd watch out for her. And, and uh, Joanna grows a pair and is like, well, that's up to Dennis. He can do whatever he wants, yada, yada, yada. So then Dennis comes and finds her later and says, hey, I thought maybe I'd come over. You can help me study tonight. And she's like, oh my God, yes. So she goes home after school, embarrassed about her, you know, her shabby house and all that. You know, she's just exciting. He's coming over. And then Margaret calls and she's supposed to come over and study. But of course, uh, Joanna didn't remember this, you know, because she's all all about this guy now. So she fakes being sick. She says, oh, I'm not feeling good. I think I have the flu. I'm sorry. We'll do it maybe tomorrow if I'm feeling better. And then Dennis shows up, but he has brought over Melody, Zach, Lenny, and Caitlin. So they're all studying together, hanging out. And they're talking about how Northwood caught Zach cheating. He's like, I didn't. And nobody believes him because I guess he was looking over Dina Martinson's shoulder. And there's Dina, you know, hey, throwback to a queer from another, uh, from another, uh, the, from the wrong street. Uh, it's not a trilogy. What is that? A duology? What do you call it when it's just two? Anywho, wrong number and wrong number two. Come on, Dina and your friend Jade. So, um, 
So they're talking about that, and Zach's like, well, you know what? I'm going to take care of him tonight. And he whips out this skunk scent that his brother got from the university science lab. And they're all just, he's like, we're going to go pour it on his front yard, on his front step or whatever, but nobody wants to do it. Well, of course, you know, Joanna's going to have to chirp up and do it because she just wants to be accepted so bad. Poor Jojo. So she does it. She creeps over there and... um uh, and right as she's about to open it and pour it, the porch light comes on, she drops it, it breaks, and luckily, though, she's able to escape. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Northwood comes out and smells, is like, you know, <laughs> so he goes back inside. Everybody's happy. She's feeling happy. They all go out to eat late at the diner. They go out for burgers and shakes, you know, like the cool 90s kids they are, and she is just riding on cloud nine because... She has been accepted by these rich kids because she has proved herself. So she goes back, they drive her home, and then she sees somebody standing in her driveway waiting for her. And she freaks out. She thinks it's Northwood. Turns out it's just Margaret. And Margaret's like, uh, you didn't have to lie to me. And she's like, I know, I'm sorry. I should have said something. But he came over and I, I had, you know, I didn't when she's like, well, you need to be careful again. They're different than us, yada, yada. She's like, you, and she's like, thanks, mom. And so she pisses her off. And Margaret ain't having her shit. She knows, Margaret knows what's going on. She knows this ain't going to end well, but Joanna's too blinded by love. So she leaves her then. And um, a few weeks go by now, okay? And uh, Northwood has failed Dennis and Zach, but the whole crew is hanging out more. Uh, Joanna's not paying much attention to Margaret. She's not hanging out with her, but she's having the time of her life with these rich kids, right? They're playing around at... um, Zach's house and Zach finds a gun and I'm not Zach. I'm sorry. They are at uh, Joanna's house again. Cause that's where they hang out all the time. And Zach finds the gun that her dad uh, left. And so they're playing around. Dennis grabs, they're pretending to shoot each other as crazy teenagers. And he accidentally shoots Zach. They're all panicked, freaking out. Melody ends up throwing up in the hallway. Cause I guess she just can't handle her cookies with all the blood. I just thought it was hilarious that it, it took time to mention that because everybody's freaking out and she's ralphing all over the floor. But so then Dennis takes Zach outside. The girls stay inside to clean up the living room and then they go outside to go see what's going on. <laughs> Dennis has laid Zach down in Mr. Northwood's yard. The police are coming. They show up right before they show up. Sorry. Northwood comes out. He's like, what's going on? He sees the gun, picks it up and the police come up and Dennis yells that Mr. Northwood has shocked shock has shot jack zach oh god has shot zach and so it's just what's gonna happen next chapter picks up two weeks later dennis is kissing joanna and she's like sorry there was a hair in my mouth (laughs) she's like my mom says you know i'm not allowed to to see you you know turns out zach's okay um the police initially believed mr northwood did it but then ended up the truth came out and so the kids weren't charged with anything, but their parents tried to get them transferred from Ms. Northwood's class, but they couldn't. He didn't press any charges, but so the tensions are running high and Dennis is onto this. They're done with this Northwood. So he finally dares Joanna to kill Northwood. And she says, okay, okay, that sounds, sounds cool to me. Totally cool, totally cool. So next chapter she's watching with northwood in his backyard he's getting firewood so she has an idea so she goes down there sneaks into his backyard and when he comes back out for another load of firewood she pushes it over on him logs hit him in the head topples he's dead okay turns out 
just another one of her creepy fantasies. She's all nervous that she's in over her head. She wants to be accepted. She's in love with Dennis. She's not really a fan of Mr. Northwood, but how can, she's got to kill him, but how, you know? Oh, so, but so she spends the entire day. She doesn't go to school. Um, she freaks out because she's worrying herself sick. I mean, as one would do when you're, you know, planning on killing your teacher for love. Um, so the only thing it says she got done that day was she found a smart place to hide the gun. Okay. And so she, she you know, she, she knows it's time. It's, she's going to, I got to do it today. I'm home from school or whatever. So she goes out, she sees Mr. Northwood. She gets the gun, sneaks in the yard. Right as she's about to do it, she hears somebody call her name. And Mr. Northwood hears somebody calls her name. She turns around and it's Margaret bringing her notes from the class and saving Mr. Northwood's life unwittingly. Way to go, Margaret. So she comes in her house and Margaret's like, you're not going to do this. The It's it's all over school that you're being dared to kill him. What's going on? You're in over your head. I can't believe you're doing this. And so she's like, these are all lies, right? And, uh, and you know, they have not been talking. So Joanna doesn't want to have anything. She's already worried about this. So she lies and says, yes, these are all uh, all jokes. I'm not really going to do it. Okay. And so then Margaret leaves and it's now Saturday. So she's watching for Mr. Northwood from her backyard. Her stomach's still hurting. She's got the gun getting ready. And she just, she knows it has to be today. This is the day that the bets were on for her to kill Mr. Northwood. And then the doorbell rings and it's Dennis. And he's all like, it's go time. Let's go girl. And she's like, I got to go get some pink stuff because I guess we didn't get the rights to Pepto-Bismol for my stomach. So she goes upstairs, takes some Pepto, splashes some cold water on her face. She hears a car backfire. Mm-hmm. You know what that is. That wasn't no car. You know, listeners, we're smarter than Joanna. So she goes back down, gets the gun, and Dennis tells her good luck. And she goes out into the yard and she sees Mr. Northwood leaning over his log pile. And she's like, can I do it? No, I can't. I'm Joanne. I can't do this. She's like, well, no, yes, I can. I did the dare. I want to be accepted. I love Dennis. No, I can't do it. So, so she's back and forth in her head. And she's probably about to shit her pants because she's so nervous, even though she's taking all that Pepto. And she finally decides not to. But then she noticed that he's already been shot. And she's like, what the hell? Dennis shows up right then and says, good job. You did it. And she's like, no, I didn't. He's like, yes, you did. Look, there's gunpowder on the gun. You did it. He's like, good. I already called the police. And she's like, you called the police? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to tell him it's self-defense. And, and I saw it all and everything. And suddenly, lights click in Joanna's head. Bitch comes to her senses. And she realizes that she has been set up. She realizes that that was no car backfiring. She heard that while she was up there taking Pepto-Bismol and trying not to crap her pants out of nervousness, that he came out here and shot Mr. Northwood. She confronts him. She's like, you set me up. This was a dare. And then Caitlin comes and Dennis is like, it's done, baby. We got it all done. And she's like, oh, they were all in on it. They'd been using her this entire time. She's like, what? She's like, you did. So she points the gun at Dennis, but she can't do that. Just then the police come up. Dennis and Caitlin quickly turn on her. You know how they turn on her. It's, it is like a Real Housewives reunion episode going on right here in Mr. Northwood's backyard, except there's just no uh, Andy Cohen. And they're like, we saw her. We tried to stop her, but she didn't. So they come over to arrest her for first degree murder. And she's like, what the hell am I going to do? What am I going to tell my mom? And they're like, you can call your mom from the, <laughs> from the police station. 
she's freaking out. But then one of the cops notices that Miss Norwood is still alive. And they find a tape recorder in his coat and it's on and recording. Well, as soon as they hear this, Dennis and Caitlin freak out. They play it. And in the tape is everything that had just been happening that had just been said by Dennis and Caitlin and Joanna, and it completely exonerates her. And the police apologize and say that she's still gonna have to come down and give her a statement, but they arrest Dennis and Caitlin and the ambulance takes away Mr. Northwood. So I did really like this one because I thought that was a fun twist at the end. I mean, even though you knew she was gonna be set up, you know, you started to get the feeling that that they were using her. It was a good twist the way they did it and they used her and they were all in on it. I only gave it four stars though, cause like I said, it was a bit long. I mean, we got, we could have, we could have done without a little bit less of her crazy ass morbid fantasies going on. You know, we could have done with some less of that. So it only gets four stars and I'm not the only one thinking it was a little bit on the meh side because Goodreads only gives it three and a half stars for total. So that's one of the lowest lately. Also probably a reason is because we're at zero deaths, guys. No deaths. Mr. Northwood was shot. Zach was shot. And both of those fuckers pulled through. How rude. So we're still at 18 deaths for 21 books, which is, you know, not horrible, but it's been a long time since we had no deaths. In fact, if I look back at my file here, because you know I got a spreadsheet for all this shit. If I look back at my Fear Street death toll spreadsheet right now, I can tell you that we have not had a no death book since do 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 book number nine the stepsister even though dog the tiger tiger the dog was stabbed so that was the last time and then we had none in sleepwalker but we at least got a, a pre-book kill there Ugh. so no deaths in this book so hopefully you know, that gets made up for, and in you know, the next book, maybe we'll get a, you know, we'll get a twofer or something, but no deaths. Um, we're going to file this one under murder, even though no one died, because it was an attempted murder. So the fear is a murder. And of course, the queer, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I'm going to say the queer was Mr. Northwood, because he was that weird, quirky teacher. And, you know, I thought long and hard about it. And I thought, you know, I don't think he was. I think he was just a loser, you know, just a dorky dork. I think that the queer is big old chunky Margaret. I mean, she had her homegirls back, her homegirls back the entire time. So I think chunky Margaret is our lesbian friend for this book. She knew what was going from the get-go. She tried to tell Joanna to stay away from them damn rich kids, and she knew it was right. We can only hope that those two girls made up and that Joanna ate some crow for Margaret. So Margaret's are queer. So like I said, I will be reviewing all three movies mm, probably the week after the next one comes or the third one comes out 1666 so stay tuned for that if you've not seen 1994 go do it now it's on because you know we need to watch it you need to watch it before you watch 1978 okay we gotta watch them in order so i cannot wait um and our next week's episode is gonna be bad dreams <sighs> oh i was gonna say that's like that ariana grande sound but that's a bad idea I got a bad idea. Oh, I love that song. I'll probably go listen to it now, though. So, but that's it. No deaths and a little bit too long of a book, but still a good little twist at the end. I still liked it, you know? So, 
You can't kill them all, even in Shadyside. But until next week, go watch the movie and stay queer. Bye.